I think the one game I've got I've got to say right now, the one game I want to play again is that is that postponed game. I want to play that second game against yeah. Let me play that one. Let me play in that one again with the same with the same players, right? I think I, I think we do them. Welcome to our new podcast series, Wearing the Red and Green. In this first episode, I speak to two forwards from the late 80s and early 90s, Richard Evans and Sean Gilman. It's fair to say that during that period, they were an absolute nightmare for defenders. I was keen to learn what made their partnership so successful and what were their favourite memories wearing the red and green. I hope you enjoy the episode. Gents, welcome to our very first podcast. I hope you're honoured to be our very first two guests. Oh, yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Lower and harder here. Ronnie and Reggie Cray are on board, Morsan. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, both of you are now living overseas, which might be new to a number of our listeners. So... Uh, it'd be good to you guys just to say like what you, where you are now in the world and what you're up to. So, Evo, do you want to start? Where where are you living now? What are you up to? Yeah, I'll kick off, mate. Yeah, I'm in um, Spain, southern Spain, the Costa Blanca. Been here for coming up almost eighteen years. Wow. wow. Yeah, and um, done a host of things. Um, God, I'm a coach, Cheltenham Athletic. Um, academy here, Sheffield United Academy here, and um, then hung my boots up after I went back and played in a testimonial game back in England uh, about four years ago, five years ago, at the stop, because I snapped my big monkey muscle in my, in my calf. So Karina said, that's enough. No more for you, Evo. So since then, I've, um, since then, I've sold houses, and do houses up, do refurbs, and uh, just loving life out here as always. Love it. And what about you, Gilly? Uh, I retired from the army in 1998. Um, I met my wife in 1996 at a colleague's wedding in uh, Union City, Tennessee. Kind of convinced me to, to, to take the plunge and retire early. Came out here 24 years ago. Um, since I've been here, I've coached, uh, two high schools, um, coached a, uh, what they call a traveling competitive team. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's a okay. little different, it's kind of a little different over here, but, uh, it was re- it was really neat. Uh, got involved with a, a big club called, uh, Germantown soccer club Fury. Um, and I coached their, uh, under 13s development side, coached them for four years. Um, I was still playing until I was 42, weird enough. <laughs> they have a, how yeah, they how have a, did you do that? Oh, man, i tell you what, Evo, it was so funny. Um, I uh, The team was called Memphis United, and you know I'm a City fan. And I'm, oh, I'm, oh, and I'm wearing a Man United badge on my shirt, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you got ragged. Oh, I got ragged, I tell you. But uh, <laughs> the guy the – guy, uh, that uh, asked me to come and play was a was another coach, and I said I told him I said look I said I'm getting on a bit now. I said my knees almost 
done. Um, but anyway, long story short, played for them for uh, four seasons. We won a couple of trophies. You know, I was banging them away, obviously. Um, you know, I think we, you know, it, you know, even when you played, you know, at the level, you know, me and Evel played that, you know, yeah. and I know he went, I know he went on to play a little bit higher, which was great. Um, but you know, you, just so much knowledge and experience. I could, I could play with my head. I didn't, I didn't need to yeah. run around like an idiot, you know. Um, well. And I just couldn't burn the fire out, and then I just had to quit playing and uh, have my knee totally replaced in 2011. Yeah. Um, I drove a, I drove a dump truck for four years. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, the big ones, weren't they? Yeah, the big ones. Yeah, the big earth dump movers. trucks. Yeah, the earth movers. Uh, but you know, running around Memphis with eighty ton on the back of back of my truck, um, and then I then I got uh, a friend of mine said, you know, you need to be doing something that uh, you'd really be good at, and uh, he suggested I get into sales. So twenty years ago, I answered an ad, and I ended up working for a pest control company um, killing that kills bugs and stuff like that. I mean the. Oh. Insects and rodents over here, man, they're just so bad, but termites are really, really bad. So over the years, I've worked for two companies, um, Tri-State Exterminating and uh, Orkin Pest Control, which is the biggest company in the world. They're pretty popular. They're actually, they've actually got branches in uh, Northern Ireland now, I think, as well, and Southern Ireland. Um, be but I've been doing that now for 20 years, sales manager, trained train an abundance of salesmen. I just love it. Uh, I just, But I love the field work as well, you know, and I'm taking a break. Right now, I've got a, an appointment at 2.30 this afternoon, but uh, it's it's just been interesting. I mean, just worlds apart from what we were used to before. Absolutely. Yeah. I, was, I was telling a friend of mine today, you know, that, uh, you know, that Evo, you know, his full-time job, if I remember <laughs> rightly, Evo, didn't you, you, Gary, and your dad have a cabinet and countertop making company or something? No, it was scaffolding, mate. Scaffolding, that was it. That was it. That was, that was it. it. I knew it was something to do with construction. Oh, yeah. That's why we got all big shoulders. <laughs> no, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> I've seen you naked, boy. You know that. You was always laughing at the shower waiting for me. <laughs> no, there's a reason I was last in the shower, buddy. Trust me. <laughs> there we go. Right. Love it. Now let's go back to your football days. So, do you? You both mentioned like in your answers there about football, and you, you played a few games. But do, do you miss playing, or are you happily retired, or do you ever think, God, I wish I could just score one more hat trick? Um, if I put, if I get in first there, yeah, I would. Um, I do miss it. I miss the the camaraderie. The smell of the changing room. Yeah. And um, just just the buzz that you have when you go there for a match day at any level that you play at. And um, I've played at good levels, high levels. And um, it's always been the same. There's always a joker in the pack. I've played that quite a few times. and um, But there were so many others. And it's just that camaraderie and knowing that someone's got your back in that team. And yeah. we have plenty of that in our team at the Great Windsor and Eton. And uh, I wish I could jump back 20-odd years. Well, oh, shit, hang on. 56, uh, 46, 30. Yeah, if I go back 30 years, um, it would be great to do it all again. And I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> what about you, Gilly? Oh, it's, it's, 
I, I, I just have to follow those sentiments exactly. I just, I think about it every day. It's, you know, living over here and, you know, living among Americans, Yanks, however you want to call them. You know, I'm a, I'm an American citizen now, so I've got to be careful. Um, I know I still call them stupid Yanks. It's fine. But that, I think Richard, Evo just, you know, Evo just said there, the changing room. Yep. The smell, the smell, and the atmosphere of the changing room, and you got to remember, you know, I was 26, and I and I just made it into this what I call non-league semi-professional level, oh. um, and I always wanted to play professional, but when I became a soldier, it was just I didn't want anything else. Then, you know, football kind of took a backseat, and then you know I made it into the army team and. You know, my manager, my core manager, got in touch with Alf, and Alf invited me along. And long story yeah. short, I ended up with the first team and just connected and clicked with this freaking idiot. I mean, we were just <laughs> like, I mean, we were. We just, it was like long lost brothers are like, oh, we finally found each other. Yay! You know, there we go. And, and we had a great time, but that atmosphere in that changing room, I'll never forget my first day. And this is not, I'm not being crude or anything, but. You know, I'm used to male physiotherapists, right? <laughs> oh, we got absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, every, I'm in the changing room, and Alf comes in and introduces me, blah blah blah, and and I'm on the, I'm on the bench that first season, first couple of games, and everyone's walking around naked, and 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 this this little short little character is walking around and taping people up, oiling people's thighs up, and I'm like, that's a woman. I'm like, yeah. I, I was sitting there like, oh my God, I've got to get changed. You know, yeah. so, but it was like, you know, she was accepted mm. as one of the guys, you know. She was, and, yeah. She was an attractive woman. I mean, no, no kidding. But, you know, she was a great physio. She, she looked after all of us. But that, I'll never forget that first day. Um, it almost surmounts that first day when I walked out, that day when I walked out on the Dagenham and Redbridge's pitch before oh, the game, yeah. and Alf comes up behind me and says, oh, by the way, you're starting. And my arse fell out. I mean, my, my guts just hit my ankles. I'm like, what? <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't make it, you know, Rowan, Rowan's knee was just, you know, he couldn't, get, he couldn't get his knee going. He had to have surgery. Mm. And I, 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 I kind of glibly went, oh, good. <laughs> Good. Do it, you know. Do, do it. it, and we had yeah, a great, we had a great day, and uh, you know, ever, ever, and I never looked back for two whole seasons. And I would love, I would love, you know, just to have two functioning knees, about thirty pound lighter, you know, because I mean, I was always a big fella. I mean, Joe, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, come on, oh, I would God. give, I'd give anything, man. I'd give anything to put that shirt back on. And come on, play Kingstonian. Play, play the Kingstonian boys, you know, wow. that we played. One of my old clubs, Wild bunch, great. <laughs> but they were such a good side. They were such a underrated yeah, side, weren't they, you know? Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think Michael just, you know, just, just one time, one time to play 90 minutes and for the good Lord to say you're in good health. Play like you played back in 1992. I'll give you that one 90 minutes. I'd love it, man. Jeez. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Oh, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, listen, you two hit it. I mean, you two, you mentioned there, Gilly, like your first game against Dagenham, et cetera, but you two just hit it off straight away as a partnership. <clears throat> what, 
what made your partnership so successful and what did you enjoy most about playing with each other? Well, I think oh, it was on, basically, yeah, cheers, mate. I, I, I think it was just like, in those days, it was a 4-4 in two. And um, the two always looked over each other, which we did. And um, it was always a big one and a little one. Unfortunately, Gilly was a little one. And uh, I was the big one. And I, was a, I think I was a couple of years older than you, Gilly, and I? No, I'm, I think I'm a couple of years older than you. How old are you now? I'm 46. Oh, okay. I'm, all right, I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 56, bud. Uh, I'm 59, dude. Oh, there you go then, mate. So, yeah, I think we both sort of flipped on it because you was a left footer. Um, use your right a few times, as I know. And I was, um, well, I used both. I used me head mainly, didn't I, mate? And you used to go in behind and put them in the net. So, that's how we, we just clicked. We just knew where we were going to be where the goalkeeper Mitch was kicking or Chalky or Barney or Woodsy uh, from the full backs. They used to know our runs, but we used to travel and train um, with um, Alfie. God bless him. And um, that's how we knew. He just hit it off and the rest is there, mate. All the goals came through through that, that channel of um, belief in each other and working together. Yeah, I, I think I think we, you know, it's um, Evo kind of hit the nail on the head there, you know. And again, I was I was new to this, even at twenty six, you Ooh. know. And Evo Evo was you know twenty three, you know. And um, I think we just we connected because I think because it, and, and I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable, but I think Evo at twenty three was such a mature player. You know, and he'd been around that level for so long, you know, as cool. had all the other players. This was my first experience. I had one thing that a lot of people couldn't handle for a white boy. And I hate saying that, but yeah. you know, I joke about it. You know, I was pretty quick. Yeah, I, was, yeah, you were um, quick. I was very fast. You know, I did track and field in the summer. You yeah. know, I've, I've done a, I've done a, a, a 10 and a half hundred. Um, yeah. But on, on grass, I was so quick. I was strong. I was stocky. So yeah. it was hard to get off the ball, but just feeding off this booger. I mean, he was one of the best headers of the ball I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and right. it, was, it was a connection, wasn't it? It was yeah. – I knew. I knew. If, if, if Evo was challenging for the ball, I would – I didn't even – you know, and you say it as a coach, expect him to win the ball. And Alfie would say that to me all the time. I'd say, hey, expect Evo to win the ball somehow. That, that ball is going to end up in the channel somewhere, so that's where you need to be. And we, we just fed off each other. There were so many times where I got on the channel ball off of Evo's head or a flick on from his feet or whatever, and then I'd, I'd, I'd end up crossing the ball and end up finishing it and vice versa. And yeah. I learned so much that first season about heading the ball, and I was pretty good with my head, but it was all about the launch and timing and stuff like that. So that Ooh. second year, oh, my God. You, you, it was hard for anybody to stop the pair of us. We were a hell of a, hell of a partnership, and that's why I remember it with fondness so well. Yeah. Um, most, a lot of my goals, I scored a lot of goals. I scored, I think it was um, 38 goals in 54 games mm. in my first season in a bit. Mm. And I'll bet you half of those came from this bugger. 
at least. <laughs> you know, but it was natural. It was you see strike partnerships today, they're strangers. Yeah. You know? They're actually totally strangers. It's sad, isn't it? It's sad to it, see that. It is sad. What I was gonna ask was just how how rare it is to actually get a true partnership. Like I would genuinely say from supporting Windsor all the way through, you two were the last what I would call true strike partnership if i think of all the years after that we had some outstanding strikers dennis green michael channels but there wasn't a partnership you know you two are probably the last true partnership and i think that is quite rare to get a true yeah um, it's not being known is that actually yeah. yeah it was it was a fear you know Al, alfie wouldn't alfie was really good at man management, you know, and I knew him from my army days when I was a young, young man. Um, and he managed us two really, really well. Um, you know, we could have got carried away because we could have said, hey, you know what? We need to move on. We need to see, you know, we need to move up. And, and we were, I really believe we were good enough, you know, and Evel yeah, proved yeah. he was, obviously. Um, I just... We did. We had a go. I just, yeah, I just got deeply involved in my army career and... I, Football I had to take a I had to take a bench, you know, and I I didn't play at that level. I well I I played half a season under Jerry Daly at Telford. Jerry um, Daly, but it wasn't the it, what that wasn't the same. That was the that was the ninety three ninety four season, mm. you know. And I've left Windsor and I've gone to Telford United. And I'm like this this sucks. These were <laughs> prima donnas, fifteen prima donnas in a changing room. Yeah, you, and you do Jerry, find that. Yeah, and Jerry Daly couldn't figure out. Why can't we, you know, we've won a lot of games, but why can't we be really successful? And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to say anything because I'm still inexperienced. I've only been playing at this level for three and a half years, but you all suck. You're not friends. You're not, you're not comrades. You're not, you know, no, I would fair, yeah. I'd break, I would break someone's nose for this guy. I'd get Funny sent enough. off for Richard Evans. You know, Funny enough. Funny enough, somebody <laughs> did that to me. <laughs> In training. Murder Tidville. Oh, yes, Replay. there it was. Oh, yes. I scored a goal with two freaking cotton swabs up me snout. Because you and brought me doors. There's a game I want to come on to. So that <laughs> FA Cup run, 91-92. I know that's a massive highlight for you two, broken nose aside. So talk me through both your memories of that game initially against Murpher, aside from the broken nose. Actually, on, you know, cover, actually cover the broken nose. I think people yeah, actually well, the, the, the first, the first game. I'll be honest, um, uh, and I've always been a humble kind of guy. Although you know, I'm, I'm really confident, and I've been confident for many, many years. Um, I can be an ass. I can be an ass. I can be a sarcastic toad, but that's the northerner in me, you know. Um, but Oi, Northern Monkey! You know, <laughs> Michael, you want to try? You want to try spending an hour and a half in a changing room, an hour and a half on a pitch, and then about another hour in the changing room, and three hours in the bar with nothing but Southerners. It's <laughs> I got the I got the crap ripped out of me. Anyway, back to the topic. <laughs> I I don't recall very much of the first game. I was um, I don't know what it was. I I hope that they got a, a that Merthyr had got a message that there was this fella that plays up front with Richard Evans. He's not very well known. He's bloody quick, you know. They they really tied me down. Uh, they didn't double up on it. They just tied me down. They just stopped anything that I tried to do with Evo. They just stopped it, and you know, Knocker ended up scoring the equalizer. Uh, yeah, there you go. You know, 
we were me and Richard were neutralized. Um, and I just don't remember much of it, but I'm going to tell you what, the replay, they were stupid. They were stupid. They thought they had it. They relaxed. And me and this booger just, we unleashed hell. Yeah. We gave them a back for hell. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did do a job on us in the first, in the first mm -hmm. uh, match. Um, so remember, um, Tommy Hutchinson, he played that day and he was at Burnley when I went to Burnley and, uh, we had a chat before the game and he said uh, I'll watch yourself if I was you <laughs> and that, that got me frightened not not <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you remember the bloody coach broke down didn't it we had to walk up the freaking hill yeah <laughs> we had to work out before the game <laughs> yeah we got our stretches in didn't we bloody <sighs> hell yeah so it was I remember it very um a little bit rusty, like Gilly. It's when you've added so many balls, it comes like this now. A little bit like brain freeze, isn't it? They call it. But um, I remember it being a really competitive game and a very, very, very physical game. Mm. And uh, one of the most... I didn't mind that. I like the physical side of the game. But um, I didn't get many chances. We just built it up until we had enough to get behind. And uh, we had uh, young, uh, an old Jerry Williams playing for us then. Yep, yep. Yeah, he came over and he was so experienced for Reading. Played, oh, he must have played about 300 games for Reading or more. And uh, I knew him. And uh, he said, he told me what else said to him. He said, don't forget, you're going to get kicked up and down these lines. He went, cool, I'm not having that. He didn't want to go on. <laughs> he shit himself. So I sort of protected him as well as a bit, as looking after my mate Gilly as well. And uh, we had fun. It was a good game. Um, I think we deserved the draw and to come away with something. And yeah. even more so, the second game, we deserved to win that. As Gilly said, they just uh, they took a deep breath and thought, right, OK, we're going to go back to the Valleys in the next round. And they didn't. And I was well happy with that. Oh, it was... I remember... Kev Kev Parkin, I, I played with Kev the following no, week. Yeah, I played with Kev the following week for the Army. And, you know, Kev and I, we, we weren't bosom buddies or anything like that. We talked, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was a different person. When he was at Windsor, he talked to me all the time, you know. And then, But he was the Army captain. He, he didn't give me the light of freaking day half the time. I mean, he, I mean, Kev was just a great, versatile player in himself. And he, he said to me, he said, uh, he said, Sean, he said, he said, I've got to tell you this. He said, when we came off the game uh, in Merthyr, he said, and that's what made me think that they'd got some reports on you and me. Because he, he said, oh, Tommy Hutchison came up to me after the game and he said, well, I see that Gilman fella wasn't too much then. And Tommy Hutchison was a freaking hero of mine when he played for City. He was a great leg end. Oh, yeah. oh man, what a freaking what a freaking winger! Mm. And he said that to Kevin. He said, "Yeah, that Gilman fellow want to want up too much. Didn't get didn't get to use that pace too much, did he?" And oh. Kev was like, "Yeah, no, no, no." But typical Kev Parkin. Immediately that they they blew the whistle and we won the game. He immediately found right. Tommy Hutchinson and said, <laughs> "Oh, that Gilman fella. Ah, oh, ah, oh, not up to much, is he?" Huh. Yeah, okay. And then walked off. I'm like, <laughs> that, just typical, typical sarcastic parking, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, that 
and and they they deserve to get beat. I, th- I think one nil, one nil really. I mean, shit, that kind of made them look good because we <laughs> we I, I say apart from the past ten, the last 10, 15 minutes where they just don't loaded everything on us, you know, mm. which, which you would do when you're behind. Yeah, we dominated that game, and we I mean two two three nothing would have been yeah. you know reason, reasonable. Yeah, you know the pitch outs um, as well. It did. <laughs> but that was, that was a, it was such a perfect pitch for two big bombers like you and me. Oh yeah, like the hard stuff. I love oh, laying yeah. on my ass. Get put yeah. me on my ass, and you know you, yeah. you'll catch you'll catch my elbow in the next challenge. You know, and yeah. I, I don't think I ever came off that pitch without dirt all over me. No, every and I'd have player, a big, big yeah. smear on my face or something. <laughs> That's it. Every player in that game, Michael, um, they give hundred percent there, and. Uh, all the defenders and midfielders and all the team and the fans made us oh, win oh, that. The fans were brilliant, man. Mac I just Meadow erupted when, when oh. your goal went in, Gilly. I mean, the, the yeah. crowd just erupted. I have a, I have, oh. a, I have this, I have an image. I, I don't know if you've ever, if you ever remember, but on my left knee, I've got a smiley face. And yeah. Evo, Evo used to take the piss out of that all the time. <laughs> and, you know, it just happens it's on my left leg. So, of course, I make up this story there. I'm like, yeah, I'm left foot. I'm pride, predominantly left footed. So, if ever I scored a goal, I would put my leg up on the on the turn on, on the the advertising boards, and my knee would smile. You know, the yeah. only time I ever did that, Michael, was when I when I drilled that. As soon as I got that thing in front of me, I didn't even think about. It. I'm like, this is done. This is game over. This is going. Head down, ball. arse up. Boom. Oh, boom, done. I'm like, yeah. you couldn't ask for it better. You know, knocker vol. It was a knocker just volleyed it. And it just bypassed everybody, and it came right across my chest. And I looked up, and I'm just inside the box. I didn't even touch it, and I caught it on the volley and drilled it down, and it slid yeah. off the slid off the surface in that bottom corner. I yeah, turned too. left, and that the main stand. stand, yeah, and just to the just to the I guess the right as I'm looking. I mean, it was packed. I mean, it was like ten, fifteen deep. And it was just a sea of red and green, and the noise. I was like, "Oh my!" I shit myself. I'm like, "Oh my! What do I do? What do I? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do?" So I just ran over to the fans and put my leg up on the advertising boards and made my knees smile. I was like, "But I've got blood! I've got blood pissing out my nose because now I've got so excited. The swabs have come out Yeah, from where a certain Mister Evans. We went. We very rarely did this. Because we read each other like a book, but for some reason we went up for the same challenge, and I got a freaking elbow right across my nose. And I look, yeah. and I, as I get elbowed, I look, and it's ever going, "Hey, I have some of that, Sam." And I could yeah. see it in his face. Yeah, have some of that. And he oh, put boy. his elbow. And here's the funny thing, Michael. Go on. The week before, I was playing for the army. That was the second time I broke my nose in ten days. <laughs> Actually, just just kind of you know just splattered the septum well, and, done that. and well, I was done. pissing I was just pissing my blood but I didn't care I was like you're not going to win this guys we're done this is this is game over you can throw whatever you want at us you know yeah. and when we were in the changing I have a picture from the program in my scrapbook <coughs> and I'm at the front and I do you all remember I used to remember I used to work I used to have a a, a brace here I used to have a, a false tooth that's it three of them here though. I used to take them out that's it. I, play, I play without that plate, that plate I used to have. Yeah. And I've got this picture and I've got this big smile. And all you can see, Michael, is three gaps. 
where my teeth were. <laughs> and then Derek Walters over my Derek Wal old, old Nancy old Nancy yeah. Walters over my shoulder, yeah. and uh, you know Evo and everybody else. I mean, and the and the sponsor I can't remember that guy's name, but he had one of those camel overcoats on. Yeah, yeah. And you could see the pride in his face. I'm like, this is just a sponsor, you know, yeah. and a sponsor that actually felt proud. Yeah, that we've done this because yeah, yeah. you know when you get to the first round, you might you might get a lower league club, you know. So yeah. I was excited about I was excited about that because I started thinking then, well maybe it is time that I put myself in the showroom, you know. Maybe yeah. hopefully somebody comes in because I didn't have any anybody working for me, obviously, you know, being non-contract. So yeah. you know, I just hoped that someone would. Didn't really care, but. Uh, you know, we drew walking, and I was like, I don't care. I, I didn't. I didn't care who we met. I really didn't. I thought we could beat anybody until we got to a big club. You know, yeah, then then you kind of got to be sensible and think, yeah, we're going to get hammered. You know, but who cares? You know, but uh, it was a great night. And that Woking, that Woking game, um, a few of their supporters have put a, a, a few comments on the on a Twitter account in that first game in terms of how lucky they felt they were to get out of that game, that first game. Before the fog come down, um, they honestly thought we were by far the better team and they were lucky to survive. We, yeah. and we what, were your, what were your memories from, from, from that game? Yeah, we didn't catch them on a bad day either. Um, they no, we they didn't. were by far one of the most outstanding teams in in non league football, um, you know. Mm -hmm. it took them a while to get to the conference, but my, they were one of the best non league teams, you know, in football at the time. Um, just happened to be in our bloody league. But that day, I remember three of my best three of my army buddies, uh, two of them who don't even play football. Like, hey, mate, hey, can we come down and watch the game? Can you get us in? I said, shit, yeah, yeah. So I had three of my buddies came down to watch. And I know that everybody had every member of their family that, you know, enjoyed football. They all came. And, you know, and I've got to say this, and I'll say this at this time because it, it kind of kind of burns me. And I know it's, I know it's, I know it's going to burn Evo a little bit. Um, you know, but his dad, Frank, he was – Frank was phenomenal. And he was just like, he was everybody's dad, you know. Yeah. At the game, he was everybody's, every player's dad. And Gary, his brother, you know, I, I stay in touch with Gary as well. Um, but just did, I had no fear, Michael. I had no fear that day. I showed, I showed the, uh, the uh, video footage to my son last night. And he was like, wow, dad. He said, that seems like, that's, that looks like that was a great day. I said, it, it was. I said, and if the fog hadn't come down, we'd have won that game. We'd have, we'd have won it quite comfortably. Um, it just – it was amazing to me. And I would say that that was probably the pinnacle of me and Ev mine, mine and Evo's partnership. We knew each other inside out. We yeah. read each other like a book. If there was a hole to fill that he vacated, I filled it and vice versa. It was – it was that partnership thing that you, that you mentioned, you know, we just really understood each other. And, you know, that first goal, you know, came from a flick from Evo. Freely challenged for the ball. Their defender put his toe in and it, and it just happened. He, he, he toe poked it the wrong way. 
and I was sitting on the de last defender's shoulder, and I just I just dropped in. My pace took me away from him. I had no problem. I had I had no fear with, about getting away from people because of my pace. Sure, and, and I just I just got away and just kind of slid to the left and tucked it under. Um, what what was the goalkeeper's name? Was it, was it Batty Lawrence Batty? Batty Lawrence Batty. You know, and well, who did, no, Batty. Who did Batty Flatty play? He played for Wimbledon. Was it Wimbledon or Chelsea? Brentford? Chelsea, Chelsea, okay. You know, and you know what? What was really exciting last night was explaining to my eldest son, who's twenty, who all these players were, and that a lot of these players that you know, some of them that played with us were ex-professional uh, or were on professional books and ended up going non-league, or like Lawrence Batty played for a big team. I thought it was Brentford, but shit, Chelsea, that's even better. Yeah. You know, but I made it. I made him look freaking not ordinary twice. Yeah. You know, and I just felt when I put that first goal in and on the video, you see the video, me and, me and Evo high-fiving, that was it for us. It was mm. a quick high-five, get on with it. Where's yeah. number two? You're going to have it, Gilly, or am I going to get it? I mean, we didn't care. Mm. It was like game on. If you put me in this bugger in that day two or three times, we'd have scored at least twice. You know, mm. it, it was get – if you could get – if our boys could get me and Evo in that day, it was over. Because that partnership was really starting to flourish. It really was. Mm. How bad was that fog? <laughs> just the listeners get an understanding of just how bad that fog was. Well, it was, it was a well, big super. It's funny. It's funny. It was quite handy for me because I got away with two elbows. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's a big now, look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, helped the referee, I helped the referee with this decision. <laughs> I'm like I was. It was the only time, and and I was I was I was really aggressive. I was very a, a very. I turned into a really aggressive player because of this turd. Yes. But, um. You know, it was all about protecting each other, yeah. and Biggins was Biggins was mouthing off as Vic Callow was kind of going through the decision making process, and I I walked oh, wow. up I walked up behind Biggins and I said, "Shut your stupid little fricky." I I not. You know, words to that effect. You know, mm. I'm gonna smack you. I said, "You've been, you've been, you drive me nuts." You know, I'm so glad I wasn't fit enough to play in midfield or or, or technical enough to play oh. midfield because I'd got sent off because I'd have crippled him. He was, and I know he's a fantastic player. And he's a good guy. He's, he, he is a. Yeah. I know he's a darling fella, but on a on a pitch, he was a pain in the ass. And my claim to fame is Vic Callow came over and grabbed me by the shoulder, shoulder, and called me by my first name. He said, "Sean, leave it." I'm like, okay, okay. I just walked off. Oh, okay. Uh, that was you know, it. I got, I got reprimanded by Vic Kello. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was then, obviously, that game was abandoned, the second game. Um, and like the first half of that second game, again, like, we just continued from where we left off in our first game. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah, I thought it, that myself, actually. You know, we. we I think we had something else to prove because of the bloody cancellation and we was all over them. And we all were confident, of, you know, smoking, get on with it, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And, that's, and that really was, you know, I, I, I agree with Evo. It was, you know, there was nothing, in, you know, the first game it was, Alf was never, he, Alf was never afraid to play anybody. He knew what his players, what his first 11 and then the two that he was going to bring on, but mainly his first 11, he knew what that first 11 was going to, was capable of. 
He knew as a team what we were capable of. And we were capable of big things. We just let ourselves down with inconsistency. You know, we should have been. I, I think that 92, uh, the 91 92 season, we should have won promotion to the conference. We were good yeah. enough. Yeah. We I were good we were enough. About, I, I think, as Barney put in the book, Michael and uh, Sean, that, um, that we were about two or three players short of winning that league that season. Yeah. 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 And um, it, it was. We just needed a little little edge to our game, you know? That's what I always thought. Uh, I was, I was having yeah. a conversation with Mitch that I felt starting 11, we were as good as anyone in that league. Mm. probably didn't have the squad. Yeah. <coughs> Any injuries, you miss a few players, there wasn't yeah. the strength in depth. You, you saw that. Yeah, you saw that, didn't you, Rich, at the beginning of that season, the yeah. 91-92 season. Alf, Alf decided... And I think it was because of squad players. Mm. And he was still undecided on me because I had half a season, you know, and I was young mm. and, you know, well, not young. I was just inexperienced yeah. at that level. And he, remember, ever we switched to 4-5-1 four, four, and played you up front on your own for the first four yeah. games. Yeah. First four games of the season. And then for some reason, I mean, it was okay. I think we lost a couple of games and won a couple of games. So it was mm. it was a new system we were getting used to. Yeah. But, and I'm sitting on the bench and I know you're hating this. Yeah. You know, you never you never shrugged hard work, but mm. you know, you don't you don't pick a, a a goal scorer just to run his ass off. You know, uh, and that seemed what was happening. And then Alf, all of a sudden, I think it was, I think it was the fifth or sixth game, he just he hollered at me and said, are you ready? I said, yep, no, I'm, I'm always ready. And we went back to 4-4-2 and it just changed. The season yeah. changed. And then we got yeah. into the FA Cup run. And then yeah. we got to the Woking game. And, you know, there was – there really was I, – I agree that that comment in the book that, that Barney that, – was it, was it Barney wrote that? Yeah. About, yeah. yeah. There we were two, two or three players missing and – it's hard to attract quality players to a club like Windsor and Eaton, even as though, even though we were on this high, you know, and Alfie was a great man manager. He managed everyone. It was brilliantly. He really did. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Terry Merriman, shit. I mean, the Tasmanian devil. Shit. Oh, pencil dick. Oh, pencil dick. And, you know, <laughs> you, 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 actually, you literally had to put a freaking collar and leash on this turd because if he didn't, he was going to kill somebody. Uh, you know? Yeah. And he was a brilliant, He's a brilliant little player. But, box to box. Yeah, box to box, man. And, and all we got, Yeah, and came off the pitch and drunk freaking 10 pints of freaking lager. And I'm like, yeah. what? What? What, what, what are you doing? You know? Well, he said, Richard told me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, then you had, but then you had to look around the clubhouse and find you in the corner with Gary somewhere or your dad. You know? That's it. Picking you up, saying, come on, sometime, go on. And you're like, yeah. no, we're going. What was that nightclub we used to go to? Oh, uh, oh, in Windsor. Um, what was it called? Oh. And then there was one in Slough as well. Um, I think, I, yeah, I, think I stayed one at Bain's house. Come up a few times. Sloughs, yeah. I think. Sloughs, that's yeah. it. Sloughs. Because Steve yeah. Baines took me there. And he, he, Steve Baines put me up at his house like two or three times. Oh, Baines. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, just, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I think... That you know, you, you know when you ask us, Michael, if we miss it, I think the one game I've got, to, I've got to say right now, the one game I want to play again 
is that is that postponed game. I want to play that second game against Wolves. Yeah. yeah. Let me play that one. Let me play in that one again with the same with the same players, right? I think I, I think we do them. And I'm talking I'm not talking about hindsight. I'm talking about what, you know, the things that we did wrong, we know so we can put them right. And then be on the same level par with these guys. Because, I mean, technically, they were freaking good. I mean, let's not, you know, we're, we're talking some, techni- some technically gifted players. You know, Biggins was one. What were the two brothers? The two, what were their the names? Y brothers. The yeah, Y the brothers, boys. yeah. The Y brothers. Okay. And then, of course, you had the, the great Trevor Barron, you know. Um, but He's was, all right. God bless you, Trev. But we had him in your pocket. Yeah, he wasn't bad, was he? You want a bad, you want a bad player, you know. And that was kind of my my pride. I was like, Trey Barron got nowhere near me that game, you know, uh, both both games. Um, but I think we, I think if we had that again, with knowing what, knowing where we kind of fell short a little bit, it's kind of like we sat back. We were like, okay, we're two one up against Woking. Yeah. This is this is going the right way, and I think that's where. Talk. Yeah, yeah, we just dropped yeah. deeper. We dropped deeper. deeper, you know. And half time you, probably didn't help either, right? No, no. Right. And you don't, you don't need to drop deep when you've got a keeper like Kev Mitchell. No, I mean, I know the sweep, I know the sweeper keeper theory wasn't around then, but he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He didn't need over protecting. You know, Knocker was a brilliant centre half. Mark Woods, come on, mm-hmm. yeah. Mark My Woods was yeah. years, years ahead of his time. Years my ahead old, of his time, wasn't he? My old mate Andy Parr, he played that game as well, I think. And uh, mm. he, he was a good player. He could yeah. pass the ball and move the ball and see the ball really quick. And I think that's what they advantage. They were a little bit quicker and a little bit brighter than us on the night in the end. Second half, I'm saying, not first half. Because we had, you know, we had a good old go. But yeah. the sun just wasn't to be. And um, just... Go again, get up, dust yourself down and go and go again. Yeah. And that's all you can do. And we did we finished did we finish in the top ten that year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. we finished we we made a good account of ourselves. I think and it was mentioned a number of times that say that that couple of seasons that, that I remember when I played with Evo, the inconsistency killed us. And you don't want to point fingers at anybody because you know the one thing that I enjoyed reading was about Alf. He was years ahead. You know, they talk about Jurgen Klopp and the and the high press. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Meet meet the two originals right here. Mm. We there was an expectation of me and Ebel that if it ain't working, you work harder and you press. And you two guys, you are going to be, initiate the press. And yeah. we and we did that so well. And then the, there were a couple of players that were inexperienced behind us, mm. you know. And I think missing that couple of players, can you imagine a Windsor with a with, with Barney back, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or Byron Walton, um, you know, um, a Biggins, a Biggins in the middle of the field. No disrespect to Chalky, Chalky White was an experienced, real calming influence to the team, you know. I think we had a back four that you couldn't touch. Derek, uh, Kevin Parkin, Mark Woods, Knocker, and Derek uh, Walters. You, <laughs> that was one of the best back fours in the league. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know?
how special, like you've, you both mentioned Alf and a lot of people mentioned Alf in the book, like just how special was he as a manager and coach? Well, for me, yeah, for me, it, it was, um, it was like a breath of fresh air when he took over from John and um, I heard a, a bit about Alf, but um, ex-military, was he a, um, a sergeant? PTC. PTC. It was a W02. It was a W02. It was a QMSI. Brilliant. Christ there. When I was an RGA in the, in the cup, Cubs, and uh, <laughs> I did that for a week until I got kicked out for drinking, age seven. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to this. Yeah, Alfie was brilliant. He, You're um, killing me, boy. You're <laughs> killing me, man. I've got, to go back. I've got to go back to work after this. How do I go back to work? Uh, you carry on. No, he, he brought a lot to um, Windsor. His experience, obviously, he's been there before and done well with uh, uh, Lippiot and what have you. But um, to me, it was a breath of fresh air because um, he took me to one side and said, Look, this is how I want you to play, what will you do? A little bit different to what you've done before. But um, I think he came and watched about four or five games before the end of the season. I did see him there a few times, and Mitch pointed him out to me. Right. And um, it was an important fact that. I didn't really realise his history at the club and uh, how well he did and until Mitch told me. And um, it was great. And he was always there. It was a bit like a father figure, and uh, which is always Andy in a team. Mm. And uh, someone to give you a pat on the back and give you a kick up the arse when you needed it. But uh, he was very, very driven with his um, what he wanted doing. And if you fucked about, he would have you and he'd, he'd drop you, and he'd fine you. So we all knew as far as we could push Elf, yeah. and as far as he can take, but he also knew our restraints as well, you know. So we was all on a fair line. He was a good a good guy, a good gentleman as well, and uh, knew football inside out. Um, unfortunately, I think personally, there's been too many different changes in football. I can imagine Alf now is he'd be thinking looking down here that all the changes in football we only had two subs back then, didn't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> two subs. Well they got about twenty I've had Wrexham play up here. I live on a golf course and a big training ground football. And uh, we had Wrexham here last week and I went and saw my mate Phil Parkinson. He's a manager. And um because I was a scout for him Yep. When I retired at, um, oh, bloody, Colchester United and Reading. And um, he had 50, 50 in a squad. Wow. Absolute 50 in a squad. And it was just amazing to watch. You've got three good teams there. And the first team, I thought we could hold ourselves against them going back. <laughs> you know, and I'm looking, I'm thinking... Is that all they got? That all they got? A few of them are carrying, like, because it's been pre-season. But he, going back to Elf, he absolutely was one of the best managers I've had the pleasure to um, be managed by. And it was uh, just such a shame that I left. But I left for the good reasons. And uh, I always remember when I scored against you on my first game back yeah. there. 
You went, Evo, Evo, give us a wave away, then you give the wanker sign. <laughs> <laughs> all of you, there's about, there's about 50 of you, they're all going, ah! <laughs> I love it. And you was there at the front, masterminding it. <laughs> Go on, Gilly. <laughs> oh, my, how the hell do you follow that? Uh, it's... It, Alfie, Alfie and I had, had, had some history, um, and he, oh, okay. and, you know, to, to his credit, he actually remembered. Um, but I got posted back from Germany. I, I got posted to the school of, uh, Army School of Physical Training. Um, I'd done my PTI course, and I'd been recommended to transfer to the PT Corps. And the REOC who I served with had a posting there. It was kind of like a general dog's body, basically. You were, right. you fi- you filmed the gymnastics that the uh, instructors and the, rec- the the students were doing that kind of stuff, and I ended up playing for Aldershot Shot Services. Um, mm-hmm. A guy called Al Mundy who just passed away recently. Uh, yep. He on the side, and again I did, I came into this side. And it was it was a local Aldershot Shot or Hampshire. I think it was Hampshire, yeah. and um, I was banging goals in left, right, and centre. Alfie was a W02 at the time. He was on the back end of his service. He was about 21, 22 years. Um, and he played for the army. He, he oh shit, he was, he was a brilliant, he was a brilliant footballer. A brilliant, mm. He was a, he was a center forward. He was a brilliant goal scorer. He but played anyway, for Corinthians, didn't he? Yeah. Played for Corinthians. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it. he, um, he come into my office, right. On a freaking Tuesday. Yeah. Cool, and he mate. said, he said, are you Gilman? I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, you're playing for the army on Sunday against the territorial army. I said, what? I said, do what? You know? Now, you've got to remember, 1984 yeah. was, the, was the era of Phil Stant, oh, Phil, yeah. Phil White, who played for Windsor, Steve Butler. Yeah. Steve Butler. Walking, played for Wokingham. Wokingham woke with me, yeah. You know, those three... Those were the those were the, the 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 first first the three first choice. I mean, he had Alfie, who was the army manager, had those three to choose from, you know, for his two <laughs> starters, right? And then he comes into my office, and said, uh, "You Gilman?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "He's playing for the army on Sunday." I was like, "Okay, okay." So I'm scared shitless. I turn up to the changing rooms with this little penny ante bag, right, with a pair of shin pads in it, shitty freaking Adidas yeah. Beckenbauer supers, you know. I mean, I, I couldn't afford I couldn't afford shit then days, and I I never even thought about it was early in my army days, so I never even thought about non-league, you know, semi-pro, anything like that. And here I am, I'm playing with Frick, I'm I'm playing alongside Phil White, and Phil probably might not remember it. I think it was Phil White, but it was a it was a second army eleven that had a spattering of army players. So that was my first experience of Alf Copeland, and I played ninety minutes. He put me on for nine. He wanted to. He wanted to see who this kid was. You know, I was twenty years old, and so he really wanted to see who this kid was. Anyway, cut to nineteen eighty nine, the the back end of the season. I've played the art for the army now on and off for the last five years, um, and to get your army colours, you have to play in specific games. You have to play against the navy in the Constantinople Cup and you have yeah. to play you have to play against the RAF and the civil service. The old combined 19, services, isn't it? Yeah. And in yeah. nineteen eighty nine I played in all three games. So I was going to get my colours, but it took five years to get my colours. Wow. Alfie Alfie was in the bar that night 
My core manager, who was now the army manager, Bill Tweddle, is a, another renowned name in army football. Welcome, he, he asked Alf, he said, Alf, will you take this fellow under your wing? Would you sign him on at Windsor? He said, absolutely. So I turn, I, I, I get all the stuff sent in the mail. I sign all, I sign all the registration papers. Um, and of course, you know, being army, I was non-contract anyway, but I was going to play for the reserves. Immediate, had an immediate impact with Steve Robble, Derek Sweetman, Bainesy. I mean, oh. <laughs> that prick. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a, a walking freaking pint mug. But anyway, great player. Great player in his own freaking right. But I, I ended up playing for for the reserves. And then I'll tell this story really quick. Dave Clement at Chesham United heard about me, and he called me. He said, "Hey, would you like to come over to Chesham? You, you, you'll get some first team football. We're a great team. We're building." You know, it looks like we're going to win a promotion to the to the Deodora Premier. So I called it. Of course, first thing I do is call Alf. I'm like, Alf, what do you think about this? He said, Sean, look, this season, he said, I think this will do you well. I think this will be great for you. He says, you're guaranteed first-team football. You're good enough to make it there. Um, you know, I can't promise any first-team right. football. He was so yeah. honest, you know. Yeah. And I said, That's how he was, yeah. but this was the big one, Rich. I said, Alf, if, if I don't like it, can I come back? He said, what do you mean? You got to ask? I said, oh, okay. He said, of course you can come back. He said, if it don't work out, he said, you call me. After four weeks, I was there four weeks. Dave Clement, who's a good coach in his own right, you know, I have my own personal feelings. But, yeah, he wanted me to be a freaking left midfield player. He wanted me to play on the left side of midfield. And, and I even told, I even told him. Yeah, you know, and I said, "Why?" He said, "You're the best left foot we've got." I said, "That can't be the reason you want me to play left mid." I said, "I'm not a midfield player." I said, "I've played up front all my all my life." Mm. I said, "I, I said I live and breathe scoring goals. Watch when I score a goal. Mm. I live and breathe scoring goals." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine." I played two games on the left, scored once. Uh, I just didn't understand the, the, the midfield makeup. I just didn't. And I didn't like it. When you don't like it, you don't do it, right? And I'm the mm. same now. If I don't like something, I ain't going to do it, right? Mm. So <clears throat> after four weeks, we're, we're at a training session. I'm pushed to the side. He doesn't even talk to me. And I'm just walking around the train. I'm not even training. I'm, I've, I've traveled all the way from deep cut to come yeah. training. It took me 45 minutes to get there. I'm walking yeah. around. And you know the northern the northern freaking soldier come out of me. I was like, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You effing. Uh, okay. The ball. The ball went over the 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 big uh, the big chain link fence, the thirty foot chain yeah. link fence. And he said, "Oi, Sean, get that ball for me, will you, mate?" All right. I said, "Oh yeah, I'll get that fucking ball for you. No problem." <laughs> Who said that, so, John Clemens? Yeah. So yeah. so I go and get I go and get the ball and I hoofed it. I mean, hoofed it to yeah. the other side, and he st and it went over the other fence. And I said, <laughs> "I'll see you later." And I got in my car and drove off. On my, when I got back, you know, we yeah. had the early cell phones. You know, the Nokia. Oh yeah, I remember them buggers. Yeah. So I like called them. Alf that night. I said, <laughs> "Alf," he said, "What's wrong?" I said, "It's just not." I said, "It's not worked." He said, "You don't have to tell me." He said, "You want to come back?" I said, "Yes, I do." He said, "Consider it done." I'll take care of it. He said, you'll be playing for the reserve Saturday. This was on Thursday. 
Yeah, he got all that done by Saturday. I was back in the reserves following season. I was playing for him. But Alfie Colton changed who I was. I relied so much on my speed and, and, and my strength and my, and my willingness to put my head where it didn't belong. Yeah. But you were far he, better than that. Oh, yeah. He, he saw yeah, something in me, that. Rich, you know, that yeah. even at 26, he knew he could develop. Mm. And, I was, and I was going to be playing with players that would help to develop that, which you, which mm. you all did. And he changed me from who I was to somebody with, I mean, I had absolute confidence. My touch, mm. my touch was so much better. My ability to cross the ball. Mm-hmm. Remember that goal we scored against Wibino? We get yeah. it. Wibino have a corner. Somebody heads it. I don't know who, who it was, but somebody headed it clear out the eighteen-yard box. Yeah. I used to. I used to always sit because Ever was. Oh, Ever, Ever, yeah. Ever was always center, uh, second center half, third center half. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting halfway between the halfway and the eighteen-yard box. I pick up the ball, turn the fullback. I'm gone full length of the pitch down the right-hand side of Stag Meadow. I look up, and this bugger has hauled ass. Although you'll remember this goal, Michael. He's hauled ass. Richard's hauled ass from our 18-yard box to their 18 I put this crossover that met his forehead, and the okay. only better header I've ever seen was Sam Allardyce against Sunderland in 1971 when I was seven years old. And he put this bullet. He put this bullet in the back. And the end of that season, Alfie complimented me about my ability to learn because of the environment I come from, you know, mm. and, and how my crossing abilities improved. But I improved, I would say, Michael, I'd, I'd have to say 100%. I became somebody else. And then I, and once that happened, I became the first choice striker for the Army. I got into the combined services team, but the, the coach, Tommy Armstrong, me and Tommy Armstrong, I didn't like him. I, we didn't get on very well, you know. I just became a different player that Mm -hmm. you could, you know, you could put a a young fellow with me and I could help him like Richard helped, like Evo helped me and helped me to help me to mature. That's what Alfie Colton did to me. That's what he means to me. And I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. Evo mentioned a father figure. He was, he was a father figure to everybody, but it was a two way street. And I didn't realize that. Damn you right. could have a conversation with Alfred and say, look, this is, I want to do this. He challenged me. Remember the old Cruyff turn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he challenged me. He said, I want you to do a Cruyff turn once every game. If you don't, I'm going to find you. And we're playing in a freaking league game. Yeah. And he's threatening to find me if I don't do a Cruyff turn. <laughs> so, of course, I did a Cruyff turn every game. You know, I might be doing a Cruyff turn in, just inside our half. You know, <laughs> I didn't care yeah, yeah. I did it. I would, but I'm thinking throughout the game, I'm like, I haven't known my cross turn. I haven't known my cross turn. <laughs> you know, Great and, and I'm sure oh, yeah. he did that with everybody, but he, he had an ability to challenge people and get the best out of everybody, man. I've got a few final questions but just quick fire sure. so uh, favourite goal scorer at Windsor mm, favourite goal scorer no favourite no. goal favourite goal that you scored at Windsor oh Jesus oh Christ I suppose that banging header I've had many I've had a few I've had a volley do you know there's one thing 
But I don't think I did for Windsor, and that was scoring that trick. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I did. I scored two goals. I scored braces, loads of braces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But never, never an hat trick. So I'm going to say. He's too busy setting me up. Me, Edda. Yeah, that's it. I'm too busy doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, baby. (laughs) Yeah, Gilly, you? Uh, Golly. I would have to say my second goal against Dagenham and Redbridge in my first game. I don't know. I don't know if you recall it. And Michael, you were probably there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we got a free kick. Um, there was only about ten minutes to go, and again we gave them a freaking goal back to draw to draw level. Um, if, yeah. we, if we'd have won that game, we'd have gone top. But <clears throat> I, Terry Merriman, he stood over the ball, and you know you're expecting Terry to flick it back post for big fella forever. And then somebody get on the end of it or ever put it away. Mm. I noticed, I just looked around me and there's nobody. Nobody's marking me. The closest Dagnon player to me was about four yards away. <laughs> Terry, I don't know how he did it. He just dinked, he dinked the ball over the wall. I caught it with my right foot, uh, kind of half volley, caught it with my right foot, pushed it out of my feet with my left, turned and drilled it, and it almost brought the back of the net. I there mean, you go. No keeper was stopping that thing. And, no. you know, that goal, I mean, obviously, you know, the walking goals, the Murta Tibble goal, and many, many league goals. Mm. Um, didn't score many with my head myself. Um, but I appreciate Richie saying that about the header, but the best goal I ever saw him score was against walking in the in the league. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Don't know, how many, don't know how many yards it was, but... You don't expect centre forwards to hit 25, 30 yard drives with the, the, the bad foot. Oh, was Isn't that me? Yeah, with your left foot. You don't remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, that? my left foot. Yeah, I remember I was, now. Because I was like, I was pissed. <laughs> if, if, if I'd have been in a bar, I'd have been laying on my back laughing. I'd be like, how the <laughs> freaking hell did he do that? He, he uses his left foot for standing on. That's it. <laughs> you know, and freaking. <laughs> Poor, poor freaking batty's had no chance. <laughs> oh, no. But, I've, I've, I've done that to Mitch twice as well, but he won't say yeah. that. <laughs> All right. I, I just so, so many, man. So many. Best goalkeeper played against. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Pat Jennings. Oh, good shout. Good uh, shout. Pat, yeah, Pat Jennings. Phil Parks. Another good shout. Um... Ronnie, Ronnie uh, Fearon used to play for Reading as well. Oh, my God. Did you know There's so many, Michael. I love that. So what many, old mate. Yeah. It's, oh, man. Um, good Lord. Mitch. I mean, I can, I can, I, who? Mitch. I know, you know, I never played against Mitch. I never never played against uh, you, Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I on. did. <laughs> when the army played Windsor, yeah, the army there played Windsor in a preseason, and I drilled one from 25, 30 yards, and Mitch was like, "What the? Where's that goal? Where's that? Oh, oh, it's a goal! It's a goal!" <laughs> but I think um, I played against many, uh, many um, ex-professional goalkeepers. I can't remember their names. I, I was never one big for goal. Not goal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't Ooh. think about goalkeepers. And I was like, you know, my job's to beat you. I don't care. You know, I don't Ooh. care whether you played in the FA Cup final. I played against some good, some good ex-professionals. I played against an army guy called Dave Smith. Um, was the army goalkeeper for donkeys for donkeys Ooh. of years. Um, 
and a guy called Spider Lomas. Um, oh, yeah. The engineer, yeah. Royal Engineers, Combined Services Army. Yeah, and he I'll played, play played semi pro. Do you, yeah, do you remember I'll, him, Rich? Yeah, I played against Bill him. Bill Shaw's. I'll play him, yeah, yeah. But he, he run the game. Yeah. Combined services. I'll play against them and I'll play against the Navy. I'll play all that lot. And uh, that's some great games and there's some good players in there. Oh, good, God, man. Good players. It was, there were some brilliant players played, played, especially for the Army RAF. Steve Thompson played for Walking. Tom Ali, yeah. Them, yeah. And then yeah. ended up managing them. Um, but I'd say, I'd say Spider Lomas and, and Kev Mitchell. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely top two. Toughest, toughest centre half you played against. Oh, Trev Barron. <laughs> um, although, although I run him, although I run him in, in both of those games, Trev, Trevor yeah. wasn't the fastest of centre halves. He had it up here, and that's where I, yeah. But up here, he had me, in, he had me in his pocket for about at least a half, at least a half, and then you know, and, and I was lucky to get away from him a couple of times. Um, but uh, Trev Barron and um, oh man, what was his name? Oh shit! Play for Colchester and Chelsea. He poked me in the eye. I was playing for Telford, and he put he he put me. He almost put my eye my eyeball out. Oh bloody hell! Don't want that. I've had that okay. done. Oh, what was it? What was his name? Uh, he was. Was it? Did Ray Hartford have a brother? There were oh, two. Yeah. There were two brothers played for Chelsea. One of them was a centre half. Oh, that was Wicks. The Wicks is. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Steve Wicks. Yeah. But Trev Trev Barron, Trev Barron is up there, and then I also remember um, uh, I mentioned Kingstonian. They had a brilliant centre half, um, just a brilliant mind, brilliant brilliant footballing mind. It was hard that Kingstonian, as, yeah, hard as freaking nails. I mean, you knew you you knew you'd been in a game when you played against uh, this fellow. Yeah, <laughs> can't I remember like his it. name though. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I've played against low centre halves and a little bit higher up and all. I would say Mickey Droy. Yeah. You remember him, Mickey Droy, when he was late coming out of coming out of Brentford when he left Chelsea. Then he went to Kingstonian and his business, he's in America now and he runs a load of schools and football and everything now. It's amazing. Um, then it would be him. Um, Christ. Like Gilly said, there's, there, there just are so many. Martin Keown. Bastard he was. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, he kicked me up and down a pinch and pinched me. Bastard. <laughs> I stamped on his foot and he broke his toe so he couldn't play. So, and that was in a friendly against uh, Kingstonian at Kingstonian's ground. When I, I don't believe you did that. I don't yeah, believe I, for I, one minute that you stood on a, on a fellow footballer's foot and broke his foot on purpose. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. I, no, I don't believe that. It no. wasn't his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've had many, many, many a time. Good centre halves. Going back into our uh, football, you know, Windsor and that. Barney, great player to play against. Always loved a battle with him. Yeah. Always loved a battle. They knew. I said to them, "Look, you're going to have a terrible first fifteen minutes," and uh, that used to get him on the back heel. And uh, anyone that they tell you, I was an handful for him, and uh, they hated it. Trevor Barron before he passed away, bless him. I remember mm. Mitch, and, uh, and they were commenting on Facebook about this. And then, then my name came along, and he went, three words. No, sorry, four. 
Pain in the ass. <laughs> Pain in the ass. God bless you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was it. That was it, mate, for me. All right. Final question. Without yep. naming each other, best player played with at Windsor? Mark Woods. And Kev oh. Mitchell. Mark Woods. Mark Woods and Kev Mitchell. Okay. I'll go for um, Mickey Barnes for me, old mate. And um, oh, would have no. You only said one, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, Mickey Barnes. Love it all day, it. all day long. Just one, just one. That's what I mean. You've got to yeah. make it tricky. Yeah, Listen, this is it. Gents, thank you very much, um, and thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back soon with another guest, but we hope you enjoyed the first episode.